Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to connect Black, Brown, and Indigenous women who are interested in sustainability. Our goal is to inspire, encourage, and educate each other. From gardening, to thrifting, to minimalism, to veganism, and everywhere in between. We are all on a journey to taking care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. According to earthjustice.org, transportation is the largest source of climate pollution in the U.S. Gas vehicles release air pollutants and emissions that not only harm the environment, but also are detrimental to our health by causing asthma, bronchitis, and cancer. The best solution to reduce carbon emissions from vehicles is to shift to electric. When we think about electric vehicles, Tesla is probably the first that comes to mind. However, more and more electric options are entering the market on a frequent basis. And it's not just limited to cars. California is aiming to transition to 100% electric buses by 2040. And in 2019, the first electric fire truck was introduced. But everything comes at a cost, not just financially, but also environmentally. In the manufacturing process, electric vehicles will produce more global warming emissions than the average gasoline vehicle. That's because electric cars' large lithium-ion batteries require a lot more materials and energy to build. However, electric vehicles make up for their higher manufacturing emissions within just a year and a half of driving, and they continue to outperform gasoline cars until the end of their lives. So, in the long run, electric does come out on top. And as for the perceived higher price tag, well, electric isn't necessarily more expensive. There are plenty of affordable options for those of us on a budget. In this episode, we'll be talking all about electric vehicles with Brittany Eidelberg, the creator behind the Live Life Electrified blog. In 2017, Brittany and her husband bought their first electric vehicle, a Tesla Model S. Since then, Brittany has begun sharing her experience as an EV owner while dispelling myths about electric vehicles and encouraging others to go electric. Thanks so much for joining us today, Brittany. I'm so happy to be here. I love this podcast, so I'm really excited. Yay. Thanks so much. So, you know, I've been following you for a while on Instagram, and you provide so much knowledge when it comes to electric vehicles. Um, but I always like to start at the beginning. So let us know how you became interested in sustainability. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of funny because it was because of the EV. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were like, well, for, for sustainability, I just kind of was in that, that world, you know, the EV world. Right. And I'm learning about how the energy industry is like one of the biggest culprits of carbon emissions. And I'm like, okay. And the Obviously, the biggest part of that is transportation. So I'm like, okay, that's good. I feel better about my choice, but I, I want to do more, you mm-hmm. know. So then I started to dig into it, and I um, I studied. Well, one of my studies was social inequality, so I kind of knew that a little bit about environmental racism, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you know, I want to do more, especially as a black woman from my community. And yeah. so that kind of drove me to learn more um, about just being sustainable, right? Like outside of my vehicle, there's other things that I can do. And and I kind of, in doing that research, I realized there's so many ways that I'm already sustainable. Yeah. And then I started thinking, man, like a lot of black and brown communities, we are sustainable. That mm-hmm. is kind of, the base that's like our foundation right um in a lot of our cultures and so then i was like okay some of the things i'm already doing you know to to reduce waste and 
lower my own emissions. But then there's other things that I can do. So I was just learning about it. And then I just got really into it and I was doing it in my my own life. And I just decided to start sharing more um, about it, like on Instagram and in my blog. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was really <laughs> I became sustainable or intentionally sustainable mm-hmm. um, from the EV. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that totally makes sense. So what led you to purchase an electric vehicle? Um, so at the time, uh, my husband and I were moving to Atlanta, where we currently are living. Mm-hmm. Um, from Connecticut. We were in Stamford, Connecticut, which is right like maybe 30 minutes outside of New York City. So you don't really need a car. Yeah. Um, you can take trains and buses and you're okay. But um, we knew we were going to come here. We knew we would need a car because you drive a lot yeah. in Atlanta or in, maybe it's just in Georgia, actually. Let me say that outside of New York, because I'm from New York. So outside of New York in the tri-state area, you tend to drive more. Mm-hmm. Um, the South in general, we don't have a lot of yeah. uh, public transportation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, okay, we need another car. My husband had one car um, and I had got rid of my car because I was like, oh, I don't need this car. But then we were moving. So I'm like, okay, I do. We do need another car. So uh-huh. we both were fans of the Model S. Mm-hmm. I actually for my birthday, like the year prior to we bought it, so maybe 2016, we bought it in 2017. My husband <laughs> gave me a ride in a Tesla. Like he set up a schedule, the, um, oh, a test drive for me because I was fine. so into the car mm-hmm. and he was like, you gotta just drive it. Um, and I fell in love. Like I was like, oh my God, this car is just so amazing. And I was already a car person. My father was a mechanic until I was like maybe 15, 16. Um, so I kind of always grew up with that uh, kind of appreciation for cars. Mm-hmm. And so my father had even told me, my, my father since passed away, but he used to talk about like, there's going to be a car, it's going to drive itself, it's going to be electric, it's going to be something completely new. So I kind of heard of a Tesla. I didn't know at the time what it was going to be. So when it came out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he, she was alive when I went for test drive. I was like, oh my God, I drove this car. It was amazing. And then fast forward after he passed away, we decided to move to Atlanta and we were like, okay, we definitely want to do this. We wanted to get a car that would be safe because there's so much driving. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be kind of reliable, which after Doing the test drive, you're excited about the car, but I coming from gas cars and 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 only really knowing about gas and uh, internal combustion engines, I was like, okay, I'm a car girl, but I I don't know anything about electric cars, and it's kind of scary, you know, like that range anxiety. Right. It was real for me, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I want to do this, but how reliable is it, you know? And then after I did my own research. And my husband, um, we, we felt like a lot better because there is a network out there. And and it, it really, uh, it was enlightening for me because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know anything about that industry. So we decided to do it. Um, and we bought the car right before we moved down to Atlanta here. Um, and we made sure that our complex that we live in has EV charging. Mm-hmm. So that that wouldn't be too much of an issue for us. Like, honestly, every day I wake up, I have a full battery. Nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, those type of things. But also just, we had already done it. We, started, we knew that the charging stations are there if we, you know, ever need it. So that really was what drove us. And we knew we wanted something that was going to be long lasting. And we, we knew that electric vehicles were the future. Right. You know, so that really like, okay, all of those things aligned. and. Then thinking like, wow, we could we could lower our carbon emissions like that sound of like, you know, and like I said, then fast forward into our lifestyle now, uh-huh. <laughs> my lifestyle now is more sustainable. But at that time, even just that little bit of change was kind of exciting to me, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that. like, yeah, let's do it. And. 
So we ended up doing it and we drove our Tesla from Connecticut to Atlanta, like within a month of ownership. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a, I'm not gonna lie, even though I did the research, I was still a little bit scared. Exactly. I would <laughs> say that's think? probably one of the things that people are most concerned about when it comes to electric vehicles. Like you mentioned, the yeah. range anxiety. <laughs> so yes. what yes. can you like maybe let people know like what how how they could go long distances with car, you know, with an electric vehicle? Yeah, so range anxiety comes from the like that fear of not thinking your battery will last mm-hmm. um, to the next charge or to your next destination. But in reality, there are so many charging options. Um, and and they're not nowhere near as many as gas stations. Right. But I think people may only think of like, there's just one or I've only ever seen two. And, and that's, that's, Okay, I get that, but it there are so many out there. There are some at malls, they're they're at supermarkets now. Like I said, in my apartment complex, so now they're in residential areas. Mm-hmm. Um and the charging is depends on the car um and that particular um charging station. Um it varies from maybe 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Wow. Um yeah, it, it just depends. And, and then it depends. Maybe you, you have an older car and then it's going to take you 40 minutes. But like I said, if they're at a restaurant or if they're at the mall, right. while I'm shopping, my car is just sitting. It kind of works, yeah, you know, to have fast. a charge at the same mm-hmm. time. Exactly. Um, so I think that that was a little bit like something that I had to learn too and, and kind of like, oh, wow, this is actually not that bad. There are a lot more charging options then I guess I have paid attention to because you do you just look for gas stations when you're right. you know you drive your car you're not really thinking about anything else right um, but there are a lot of them about how far can you go on one charge so my battery in particular <clears throat> excuse me I can go two hundred seventy wow. miles on a shot yeah. far and yeah. Then, <laughs> I'm so I'm glad you said that because actually my battery is like very small compared to what there is now. Uh So from 2017 to 2021, there's been so much advancements in technology. Now they have batteries that can go over 300, uh, 330, 350. Um, There are companies coming out now with cars that they are anticipating their battery range will be 500 miles. Wow. And that's now you're really like beating out, you know, ice car or internal combustion engine cars. So like traditional gas car, you're going to have to stop for gas before you would have to stop for a charge. Yeah. Um, And there are apps um, that 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 you can use um, to see where the stations are along your trip. Um, In the Tesla, it plans your trip according to where there are Tesla chargers. Mm. Um, and the Tesla chargers are superchargers, but not all of them are superchargers. So it would tell you how long you have to be at a particular station to get to your next location, wherever. That's convenient. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then you can always plan. Cause I know like for me, I like certain stations better. Like, Oh, I like that Panera versus the McDonald's or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, I kind of want to eat that today or, oh, let's go to the other place that has that pizza spot that we like. So, you know, as you kind of learn, you can kind of choose, you know, a little bit better uh, of what location you want to charge at. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool, though, because if you are on a road trip, it kind of helps you to plan your trip a little bit better and maybe see something that you wouldn't have seen before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to talk about maybe the pros and cons of having an electric vehicle. We can um, maybe just focus on the Tesla since that's what you have. So let's start with um, the financial investment. Uh, Do you think that it's worth it to invest in an electric vehicle? Yes. (laughs) Of course. Because... 
This is, right. Um, but because, so even aside from Tesla, right? I have a Tesla. It's a great car. But electric vehicles in general just require less maintenance. Mm, really? You know, I, I grew up, like I said, under the hood with my father, but there is no under the hood for electric vehicles. You got your battery, you got your wipers, you got tires and brakes are a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But so far, Tesla hasn't been out long enough to have any issues with batteries yet. So that's not a thing. Um, At least we know that I think they've had a car that just runs. And I think so far they've they've gone like a million miles Wow, with no issues on the battery. So, you wow. know, that's longer than your standard engine would last. You can, I mean, in some really high-end cars, maybe push 250,000 to 300,000 miles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you when you pass that, that's, that's a big deal. So mm-hmm. you're going to have your car for a long time. And then you won't have to put as much into it. Um, depending on where you charge, and and maybe how you charge. I've seen people say that they had a um, oh, what's the car? A uh, uh, Mercedes, and they switched to electric. Um, and they they said that their gas went from six hundred a month to electricity increasing only thirty dollars. Wow, this is a lot of savings. You oh know? yeah, it's, for it's sure. Savings. And then it's like okay. You have less maintenance, you have cheaper gas or, or just cheaper fuel, right? From gas to electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the emissions, you know, you're, you're doing a good thing, you know? So that is a, a big reason of why I think, you know, more people should, hopefully everyone <laughs> will just get an electric vehicle and, and, and then there will be, there are options, you know, there are lots of options. And then even if you um, charge and you pay for your charging and like a third party charger, so you don't have it at your house, um, it's still not going to be, I don't know how much it is, maybe $3 a, for a gallon. You're not going to have that. You can maybe pay $3 total just to, to charge your whole battery. Right, you know, right, right. I think, and I, I've gone to some of the third-party chargers because mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of get a feel for all of the EV options. I've even charged at like a at my aunt's house. I've plugged in like a three-prong charge into my car just to test it out, you know. And it's the slowest option, <laughs> by far the slowest option. <laughs> but it still did not affect her electric bill. You know, she, I'm, I'm I asked her like how was it she was like i don't notice a difference oh good wow and she was nervous she was like yeah, oh my god <laughs> you know you're plugging up your whole car what and i was like no it's not gonna be bad uh, at least that's what that's <laughs> um you know so it was like okay if it's bad let me know i'll cover it for you but i, I want to just do that experiment and it ended up she was like i don't even notice a difference wow i don't notice it at all a friend of mine i charged at her house and she was like, my bill was lower that month that you charged. What? She's like, I don't know what the car did. <laughs> but, you know, I think because it also kind of, um, it manages your electricity. So mm. it kind of, maybe that's what it was doing for her at that time. I don't know. Um, but it, I don't think it is, you know, I think that it's a, a good option just because of those different savings. Right. And then I also think that aside from electric vehicles, even if we don't do it, every person, if they could just have more electric transportation, you know, like a bus, school buses, public buses, like that would even cut down so much. It would would be drastic for carbon emissions. For sure. So even that is another great option, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a great option. I know in Atlanta, we have the streetcars. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> can do things like that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you know? Are there any tax credits for getting an EV? Yes, there are. So, um, the former president um, tried <laughs> to get rid of them, 
Um, so it was kind of like you want to rush to get yours. If you right. if you know you wanted to do it, obviously, and you had the money, you wanted to do it quickly. But Biden is trying to roll it out again and extend some of those um, tax incentives. Um, and actually, when I bought my car, I was able to get um, tax incentive. And it was just like it helped drastically to cut the price. So, you know, when people think about the cost Consider that. Look in your state and see what's available far as um, different like rebates and tax incentives on a state level. Because even if the federal government gets rid of it, maybe your state doesn't. You know, um, and and I know that was the case for us. We were able to get at that time um, federal and state. Um, and hopefully Biden will do that again, or whomever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll do that again. Um, mm-hmm. But there definitely are. You just got to do the research because it's not in every state. Right. Exactly. I feel like yes. probably and, and Georgia doesn't have not the same rated. price for every incentive. So, you know, you know, exactly. you kind of gotta do your research on it, but they're out there and it, it really helps with the price because I know that's a complaint that people have had that electric vehicles are so expensive. Yeah. And there aren't as many of them. So there aren't so many used versions mm-hmm. um, where you can kind of get your car cheaper if it's used. And I understand that, but maybe you can get a tax incentive. Um, and then also if you build like a charger station, if you have a garage, um, that is also some way you can write that off in your taxes as well. So oh. that could help you, you know, if you think about, okay, I'm saving on gas because I built or I had a, a, a charge station installed in my garage, like a unit installed, then you can kind of help alleviate some of the costs, you know? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's definitely a good option to save a yeah. little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now let's talk about the environmental benefits of owning an EV. So of course that's going to um, reduce your carbon emissions and um, what else are some benefits? Um, well, you increase, you, you're decreasing your carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that alone is gonna kind of have like, almost like a trickle down effect. Right. Other, you know, um, environmentalism is so intersectional, you know, yes. so it's going to have other benefits to it as well. Um, and also I think I, I, people have tried to have made the argument that the EVs are actually not as good, but in the long run, when you do the analysis, you emit way less, um, carbon than a gas car. So they say that building the car, maybe you are still emitting, but over the longevity of the lifespan, you emit a lot less. Um, And then also, I think it just comes down to like other things like noise pollution, right? Mm. Because there's no engine, there's no muffler, there's no no revving. Mm -hmm. Um, And that helps also with the environment. Um, Carbon emissions, noise pollution, you got air pollution, because aside from carbon emissions, there's also methane and other things that are also released into the air. Um, That also, all of those things kind of help. And then you have, like I said, that intersectionality. So now you have in that neighborhood where there are more more EV cars, you're going to have people who are healthier. They have bigger lung capacity. Mm -hmm. It's just, it kind of, it's circular, you know? Exactly. Um, and then hopefully you'll be like me and, and the EV will lead you to other sustainable lifestyle choices, you know, because right. I, I, it's kind of like, <laughs> I think I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, man, this car like drove me to sustainability. Like I, I like having it, it. It drove me to, like I said, more intentional sustainability. Uh-huh. It kind of like led me there, you know? So from there I'm able to like do other things with the car or it inspired other things Mm -hmm. um, in my daily life, you know? So hopefully that is also another, another way it can kind of help with the environment. Um, And like I said, having more electric transportation options aside from 
just a car, your individual car, by having more of those options. Because once the science can catch up, where if you can have it in a car, you can then have it in a bus, you can have it in a semi-truck. You know, it, people, now they have electric lawnmowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so the more that we can kind of get used to EVs, then the more we can kind of get used to electric transportation in general. Yeah. And all of its benefits, motorcycles, bicycles, um, those bird scooters that I see around yes. all the time. So, all types of things. So exactly. I think that it will have some direct effects, but also there will be indirect um, benefits to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like it'll be really amazing when we can take what we've learned from the cars and then be able to translate that into other forms of transportation. And and actually even um, airplanes are now um, are doing research on how they can cut back using some of that same technology. Right. Um, That would be amazing. And I know that Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, ha- opened his, he he left his um this like the the technology in his cars open. It's not patented. It's not oh. you know secret because he said his ultimate goal is just sustainability mm-hmm. and to increase sustainable uh, transportation options. And so this way, now you have other cars can kind of like, okay, let me look this up and see what did he put in his car. And then you can have bus companies and truck companies and airplane companies and and so forth. So hopefully it will have, like I said, more indirect um, effects as well on the environment and then health and, you know, just awareness for people, you know, because I know that I even just driving my car, people are like, what is that? Right. (laughs) And I love it. Like, I'm like, you never heard of Tesla? Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about electric cars. And, you know, like, I'm just, I'm a nerd about it. So I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually my next question. What have been the social impacts of owning a Tesla? Because I know whenever I see one driving down the street, like, you know, I turn my head and I'm like, oh, that person, <laughs> you know? So how are how are yeah, you treated yeah. by strangers, friends, family? Oh, it, it, so... It's it's funny because it kind of changes. Like when we first got the car, people were like, aren't you scared it's going to die? What if your battery dies? And I'm like, what if your car runs out of gas? It's You got to change your mindset a little bit. Right. Um, And they were like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, that that could happen. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that happened. You know? (laughs) Um, So I think that a lot of like family and friends were thinking about that. then people thought, oh my gosh, you know, I've, I've had people say, you must be rich. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm just a regular person. Uh-huh. <laughs> I promise you, it's not the most affordable car, it's not cheap. Right. But uh, having an electric vehicle is actually more affordable than some people may think. You know, that even Tesla has come out with uh, cheaper options. So they are trying to be more comparable to a, a Honda Accord. So if wow. you can buy a Honda Accord, mm-hmm. then hopefully you can buy one of the Tesla models. Right. Um, Nissan Leaf and Chevy Bolt, they've been out for a long time. And, and they're a way cheaper car than people may think when they think electric. You know, you think it's like some really big investment, but it's actually not. So I, I've had that kind of um, reaction. Um, and, and I'm... Like I said, I love all of it because I'm just like, I just want to help more and more people about it. And like, yeah. no, you can talk electric. This is yeah. how you can do it. You know? And then I also think that because electric vehicles kind of ties into sustainability for me, um, the idea of being financially sustainable comes into play. And really when you think about like saving and your credit score, all of those things tie into getting a Tesla. You don't have to be rich if you have a high enough score, which doesn't depend on your income, which is really good in that sense. You know, there are different options depending on the person and and obviously everyone's situation is different, but there are so many options for affording a car um, so that's kind of one reaction I've had. Um, people have just wanted to know what is it, 
um, in the Tesla, there's like a big screen and it's like right in the middle of mm-hmm. right next to the driver's seat in the passenger seat. And I had a guy one time I was at a stoplight and the guy was like at the bus stop and he said, what's that iPad in your car? And I was like, <laughs> this is, it controls everything. He said, whoa, what kind of car is that? And I was like, it's a Tesla, it's electric. Like, look it up. The light's green. I got to go. <laughs> you know? But it was like, you know, I think that it's a learning experience for a lot of people when they see it. And then there's some people who know about it and they think, oh man, I wish I could. And I'm kind of like, you can, let me tell you how. So there's that. And then there's like the other side of it, which is like, there's there's a bad side to, to anything, right? Mm-hmm. When, when I'm driving the car by myself, I've had people say, oh, what does your husband do? And I think, oh, what husband? I'm the only person in the car. Wow. Yeah, you know, right. (laughs) So I'm like, hmm, okay. That's an odd reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. Um, You know, or I've had people ask me if the car is mine, if I'm renting it. Mm. I've had someone ask me, where did you rent that car from? Oh, as though I couldn't just own it. Right. (laughs) Right. So it's kind of a weird reaction I've had then. And, and then also I remember, um, so right before we left Connecticut, my husband and I went up to, um, Niagara Falls, um, and we went to the Canada side Mm -hmm. and we were coming back or going no, we were coming back into the U.S. side and they were asking us 21 questions. Oh, no. How did you afford this car? How much does the car cost? What is your income? What does your wife do? And I wasn't driving. Yeah. This is just to get across the board. I just want to go home, you know? Wow. And, and, and it was like, well, what do you do? Where do you work? What is your title there? What does she do? What does she work? Where's her title? What's her income? How much does the car cost? Is it lease or is it finance? I'm like, and I'm like, I'm getting hot. I'm like, yeah. And my husband was like, just holding my hand. He's like, Brittany, please. And he's, he's talking to them. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is relevant. What are they asking us this for? You know? So you kind of get, you get those, um, those subtle remarks, mm-hmm. you know, those microaggressions, mm-hmm. racial or gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the things that I've had. I've like, like I said, it is good and bad with anything, you know? And, and I, and it kind of makes me, it, it was kind of like the driving force behind why I, wanted to start Live Life Electrify because I was like, okay, you don't see enough black women driving a Tesla. Yep. Who aren't celebrities or filthy rich. I, you know, I just regular person. I worked on my credit. I I saved me and my husband, you know, and, and that was it. And so I kind of think that you might in the world might need to see more of that. And that kind of like drove me to say, okay, I'm going to start something where I'm going to get on Instagram and just post a few pictures and like answer more questions, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. I've had mixed reviews (laughs) since getting the car. Yeah. I feel like I saw something maybe on your Instagram a while ago about how you went to some Tesla convention and you were one of the very few black women there. Yes. Yes. Um, I, and it was, it was funny because it was co-hosted by EV hybrid noir and they're a group of diverse, um, EV owners and some people are just enthusiasts. Um, and so they are trying to, they're trying to like their organization is just trying to diversify e-mobility in general. Like I was talking about buses and trains and things like that, but especially, to kind of normalize black and brown people in EVs and to also educate. Um, because even in our communities, we don't know about it. And and let alone do other communities expect us to be, you know, knowledgeable about it, yeah. let alone owners 
of those vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about Tesla. I mean, just electric anything is like, what are you doing in my space almost? Um, so when I went to that event, it was nice to see so many other like, you know, Black people driving who have Teslas, who have um Porsche taken had just came out and like people were like, yeah, I just ordered one. And it was like, it was very inspiring, you know, yeah. and, and other people who had um, electric motorcycles. Um, it was it was a really great event. And then there were people it was at um, Lenox Mall here in Atlanta. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And so you're familiar. It's kind of like a big parking lot. We were in a pretty big um space in the in the parking lot so we you know you could kind of see that there's something there and so people were coming in and out of the mall and of all different backgrounds um so it was kind of nice to be able to be there and and my husband came with me and to like show people like yes everyone can own an ev everyone who looks different and it's actually a good thing you know and and especially in our community Mm -hmm. you know i think it was like some people had never even heard of it. And I'm like, you need to know about this. Okay. Because we black children are the most likely to have asthma of any other group. And so it's like, we need this. We need a way to kind of help with the air pollution and the carbon emissions in our communities, especially. So I was so like excited to kind of talk to more people about it. And even you know, people were like, well, talking about affording it. And I'm like, okay, look, sis, let's have a real conversation about the cost of it. And I can, I felt a little bit like, you know what? I'm just going to be as open as I possibly can with everyone because I want it to, to be, I wanted to feel more accessible, yeah. you know, to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while I was there, I met Ashley Renee, which I think when she was on your on this podcast, she talked uh-huh. about that. And I was like, oh my uh-huh. God, she's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was fangirling over her because I had recently, you know, um, that was in 2018. I only got my car in 2017. So I had recently started following her and I'm like, oh my God, this girl, she's like the only, one of the only people I could find on YouTube who kind of looked like me just a right. little bit, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. man, I need, and, and it, it was, you want to get that perspective sometimes because maybe another person they went through the border from Niagara Falls on Canada side to New York and had no problems and they would never experience that. And, and, and I, and, and that is the fact actually, because when we were driving, there was another Tesla and they went through past us. So, wow. you know, we're a different driver. So it's like, you know, they may not have had those experiences, but to meet her, she's a woman, she's a black woman. She, she's also um, Indian. Like it was just like, Oh my gosh. So it was a great event. Um, and, for so many reasons, like getting to meet her, getting to meet more people and just kind of like talk about it with people who already know about it, which is like, oh, my God, I'm like nerd heaven right now. <laughs> um, and then also just like telling more people about it. Like they never even heard of it. They're like, what's going on here? What is this? What are you guys doing today? And I'm like, let me tell you. So it was a really, really good experience. I mean, I hope they do it again now that we're nearing the end of uh, yeah. COVID. Yeah, um, but that was a great event that we did. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always good to get out and socialize with people, and then to also, like you said, normalize people of color and electric vehicles. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and especially for us. Yeah, exactly for our own self because representation really matters. It does, and I realized that too at that event. Like, man, I am such a fan of Ashley Renee. And I think it's because she like represents people of color, women of color, women, just so many different things. And it was like, man, this is so refreshing. And and then it kind of, you know, made me want to do more, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and to kind of contribute more to that, Mm -hmm. to that industry and to like, to that, um, to EV world, you know? Yes. Um, and sustainability, because like I said, we don't even realize how we kind of already are sustainable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah. I think, I think you're doing a great job of inf- uh, informing people more <laughs> about electric vehicles and all that. Now, um, 
We talk a lot about Tesla, but you've mentioned a little bit about other brands that do have electric vehicles. So can you just, you know, let us know just a few of the maybe top brands that are having electric vehicles? Oh, man. So there are a lot. Okay. I'm so excited to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully one day we'll ask like, what car, what companies make gas cars? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Like that'll be the day, right? One day. But uh-huh. there are actually way more options mm-hmm. um, than I think people may realize. Like people know Tesla because a little bit of Elon Musk, right. um, kind of a character on Twitter. Exactly. Um, and that's great because he has a lot. And he's also changed the um, the idea of the, the style of what electric cars used to be. True. Um, but there are some, you know, OGs, so to speak, in the EV uh, world, like uh, Chevy Bolt, um, the Nissan Leaf. Um, and these are all cars that are also at the, um, it was called the National Drive Electric Week event that they had here in Atlanta. So all of these cars were there too, not just Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, Porsche um, just recently came out with the Taycan. Um, it is expensive, yeah, <laughs> but it sure. is very nice. They had one. Um, it was like before they released them. So it was really exciting to see it um, and to be able to like go inside the car at the event that they had here in Atlanta. And it's a beautiful car. Um, Audi also has one and that's more of an SUV. So that's one thing I will say is that now, I mean, I'm not sure when the Chevy Bolt and the Nissan Leaf came out. I know they were kind of like first, but they're kind of small hatchback cars. Right. If you have a large family, that just won't work for you. Mm -hmm. Or if that's just not your favorite style of car, I don't know. Um, So for that, it's like the the Audi has the e-tron, which is more of an SUV feel. Um, and that I think is great because some people, if you have three kids and a dog, you can't have a Chevy Bolt. You just won't, it won't fit. Right. <laughs> you know, even if you really want to drive electric, I mean, I guess at that point you would have to have two cars, which is not always an option for some people. Um, so the Audi e-tron is a really great option. Um, well, what was the other one? Hyundai. Hyundai also has a SUV um, called the Kona. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, way more affordable than the Audi. Um, So you have now different price points within SUVs uh, or EV SUVs, (laughs) Um, which I think I love it, you know. And and then you have the, um, oh, it just came out, the, the Ford. Mustang Mach-E. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, is always good when um, like legacy car makers kind of are entering now the EV realm, you Mm -hmm. know, because when they start to do it, I think more people will listen. You know, there are some people who they only like Mustangs. Right. And as I, like I said, I'm a car girl, so I get it. You 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 only trust Ford Mustang, and I do understand it, and I understand why even. But now that they're making one, maybe you'll be more inclined to switch to an EV, you know. And and I believe it was Ford that said that they're going to start making more of their EVs than of their gas cars. Wow. So okay, Ford. yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so it's like those are some really good um, options. And what was the other one? It's more of like a high end lucid. So this car isn't out yet, Mm -hmm. but it's it's like one that they've kind of revealed and you can pre-order it. Um, It's called Lucid Air and it is a beautiful like sedan. And it's very expensive, but mm-hmm. it has an amazing battery on it. So that's the other thing, like like I was talking about before with the range, you, you're going to have 500 miles. It's, it, for some people, if you can afford it, it's maybe worth that investment for you. Right. And then what a lot of these um, car companies are doing now, they're teaming up and kind of collaborating with some of the big name um, chargers. 
Um, so they're paired up with Electrify America, which has charging stations all over America um, and Canada, I believe. Um, and then you have others who've, char- who've paired up with ChargePoint. Um, so, you know, if you buy those cars, you're also going to be able to have that, like, that assurance of knowing, okay, I, I have a year free charging or 10,000 miles. I'm not sure of it exactly, but I know that Electrify America and Lucid are doing a year of um, free charging. Um, and now you have more options in the type of cars. If you want a sedan, if you want a Porsche, because some people only like Porsche, if you want a Ford Mustang, because you, you know, some people only trust Ford. Um, I think it's, 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 it's really exciting um, to see it, you know, it's so many options. And then of course, if you want to just be with the traditional Chevy bolts or the Nissan Leafs, um, you can do that too. I think even, uh, Cadillac is, has come out with a kind of an SUV version. So there's sedans, there's SUVs, there's hatchbacks, there's so many different kinds of EV options now. Um, and, and you were, telling me like when you were DMing me about mm-hmm. your, you know, search for EV. And I was like, I have a, um, a list, but I'm constantly updating it because there's so many more cars that keep coming out, you know? And then there are others that are just like, we're coming out like, um, the Hummer, they're trying to come out with an EV. I mean, that used to be a gas guzzler. So right. for them to switch, <laughs> exactly. So for them to switch is like, that's a big deal. You know, some people only like Hummers or they like like a big truck feel kind of a car. Um, yeah. I think yeah, there, there are lots and lots of options now. Right. So you, yes, I did get your list um, of all the electric vehicles. So if yeah. someone's interested in, you know, just doing the pros and cons, seeing the benefits of different uh, models that are available, then you should definitely get her list. How do people get um, your list of that? Oh, um, well, on my Instagram, I have mm-hmm. a link in my bio. And then okay. also from my blog, um, livelifeelectrified.com, there's, they're on there too as well. Um, and I, like I said, I'm always updating it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because they keep announcing new cars and new cars, yeah. and we finally, you know, like so. And it, I, 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 then they're also announcing like I like to see when they go into production. So you know, it's it's, uh-huh. a, it's a running list that I have. And like I said, one day maybe you won't even need the list, and it'll just be a short list of who makes gas cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's super exciting to see how yeah. far we've come with electric vehicles. Yeah. They're continuing production and it's gaining traction. So that's super exciting. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today. Let everyone know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Live Life Electrified. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Live Electrified. And then my blog, www.livelifeelectrified.com. Love it. Please go follow her. She has so much information on electric vehicles and then just learning what she's doing as far as being more eco-friendly goes is really good to keep up with. And our last question for having me. Yes, of course. Um, Our last question is, what does it mean to you to be a sustainable brown girl? Oh, um. I think it's kind of like wielding our natural, almost innate um, inclinations about just living. Like I was saying before, how we are already so sustainable in our different cultures and just the way that we do things. Um, You know, I think that the term sustainability maybe didn't exist at the time, but a lot of black and brown people are sustainable. We just, it's just like our natural way of living in like a certain connectedness with the planet. And I, I think that it involves, you know, wielding that knowledge that we already have is it's almost instinctual. You know, yeah. I think it's wielding that knowledge to, benefit and protect 
the planet and and our environment. And when I say environment, I mean like the planet, the animals, and people from all walks of life. It can't be just one group. And that's where that brown girl comes in because as a sustainable brown girl, you also are going to, you know, protect the planet and the environment while also kind of making sure our communities are included in those discussions and in those solutions towards benefiting and improving some of the damage that's already been done, but can be fixed. You know, I think that is a part of being like a sustainable brown girl is like to include us and protect us while also helping to benefit the entire planet, you know, and, and we have to make sure that all of those diverse cultures are involved because even amongst the black and brown community, it's so layered. It's so, so diverse, even within those communities. So I just think that inclusion um, is important. And that is what we do as, you know, sustainable brown girls. Yes, I love that. So well said and so completely true. We definitely, as sustainable brown girls, can advocate for our communities in the environmental movement. So thank you so much for sharing that, Brittany. And thanks for coming on to the podcast today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I am an avid listener. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And everyone go follow her on Instagram, Twitter, and be sure to look at her blog too. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share it if you loved it and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl and check out our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. Until next time, let's continue to make healthy choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.